In the 2020s, a pandemic crippled the world. Some panicked, some denied it. These two guys stayed home, drank, and watched movies. These are the Jameson Tapes. This movie fucking sucked. Winnie the Pooh! Hey everyone, and welcome. We each paid $5 to rent this movie, so goddammit, we're gonna talk about it. Uh, hey Abysme, what you drinking? Uh, I'm glad you asked. I started out during our viewing with Vieille Provision Saison Dupont, which is a Belgian farmhouse ale from Belgium, which is really cool and delicious. And then the uh, actual interesting part of my drinking regimen today, I decided to go back to some gin, but I picked up something interesting. It's Irish gin and it's oh. gunpowder strength. Mm. And it is, it's called Drum Chambeau. And it advertises itself as having oriental botanicals. Which, huh. I don't know which botanicals. That's probably, you know, protected information. Irish Hi. Irish oriental gin. Yeah, obviously. And instead of garnishing with a lime or a lemon or even cucumbers I've done in the past, I've put in an orange slice. And it's actually very delicious. So, on my end, on a previous episode, I think I drank just the Howlerhead Old Fashions. Mm -hmm. Howlerhead is the banana whiskey that actually doesn't taste like candy. It tastes like both whiskey and actual banana. I've gone ahead and did the thing I talked about doing, and I've gone full tiki with it. Nice. So, I made an Old Fashioned using Howlerhead whiskey and using what's called Polynesian Kiss bitters, which have, like, notes of, like, guava and passion fruit and pineapple. And instead of simple syrup, I used Orjat. Okay. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's basically a tiki old-fashioned. I also bought a four-pack of Sunny D vodka seltzers. Oh, hell yes. (laughs) (laughs) I would totally try that. That Ah. is amazing. Oh, I've also pre-gamed considerably today. You Um, have. You started uh, the day out with texting us on Discord a a, a picture of you doing, hey, margarita flight. Yes, I did a flight of four margaritas. They were a pina colada margarita, a guava margarita, and two others. (laughs) I, I have to say as well, a few weeks ago, I was at a bar and they had what was called a gin old fashioned, which is an old fashioned, but with gin and elderflower. And it was actually really fucking good. So that's something I might look to recreate myself. I mean, we kind of did but that. We kind of did kind of like it was, but it wasn't. It, it, what they did was actually really delicious. So yeah, I had a flight of four margaritas. And then I was like, well, I really like those. So let's give their house margarita a try. And that was fantastic. It it was just their basic margarita. And kudos to that place. I will definitely be returning. But I had... So the margarita flights, like, they they were little margaritas. After feeling how they affected me, I asked the the server, how much tequila is in each of these? And he's like, about a shot. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So in under an hour for my lunch today, I drank essentially like six shots of tequila. And none of that could compare, could put, could prepare you for what we just. Watched. It sure couldn't. I, for the most part, we got what we expected. I think. Yeah. Anyway, we watched Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Boy, <sighs> fucking howdy, uh, was that movie a movie? Barely. <laughs> Barely. In, parts of it are baffling. Yeah. Like it's weird that like there's a half of me like, well, that's exactly what I expected that to be, and there's like the other half of me just. Still, for some reason, like, why the fuck did they do that? 
there, it's an exercise in disappointment and why didn't you do x yeah so much of this movie is just it, it prompts questions of like this was an obvious choice why didn't you do that and all it does is raise more questions of why was this made whom was this made for and i don't know if i'm ever going to get those answers i'm trying to think of another example of like fictional imaginary friends Okay, if, if there, you could take like any childhood imaginary friend story and just change the names to that. It would, it would not change anything about the film. Is the point yeah. I was trying to make. Here, here's my question. The reason we watch this is because it's kind of a new trend, possibly emerging trend in horror cinema of, hey, delightful children's novels are becoming, are entering the public domain. And because of that, people are going to use them for horror movies. Interesting idea. Uh, potentially very good. So, and we knew going in that the reviews were very, very poor, but we wanted to just kind of do it for the, you know, where is, does this trend have legs to stand on? Even if it's shit, the movie that is. So we yeah. did that. But my question is, you know, let's, let's give, you know, you and I the prompt. You have to make Winnie the Pooh into a horror movie. What's your premise? What's your idea? Okay, it's not this. Yeah, uh, it's anything but this. <laughs> My idea, very yeah. briefly, would be, and, and I'm going to steal a little bit from the plot because, okay, fine, some of it's a decent premise. Christopher Robin leaves the Hundred Acre Wood. That upsets the inhabitants of the Hundred Acre Wood. We, we follow Winnie the Pooh. We don't follow other people. We follow him trying to find Christopher Robin for revenge and hacking and slashing his way through victims to do so. And in between those scenes, we have flashbacks of Christopher Robin interacting with Winnie the Pooh and it's all pastoral and idyllic. And it's, you know, it's everything, you know, you understand why Winnie the Pooh is angry, why he's doing this, which I think is a better film than what we got. That's what I would have gone I, with, but I, I would have had, like, establishing shots. I could have even gone with Christopher Robin doesn't leave, and it's just, like, Winnie the Pooh, like, getting older, but, like, not able to fight being a bear. That'd be good, too. Anything but what we got. What we got, and we'll get into it, but this, this is this is the big the, question. Oh, the example, the this example movie... I finally came up with was Barney the Dinosaur and, and uh, Bebop. <laughs> if you had just swapped out the setting for the fucking school where Barney the Dinosaur schoolhouse Barney the Dinosaur inhabited and just replaced mm -hmm. Winnie the Pooh with Barney and Piglet with Bebop. It's basically the same film. You wouldn't you wouldn't have to Pretty change much. anything else except the setting and the who the characters were. Which is a testament to them doing absolutely nothing with the IP. It's which begs the question, this movie was sold on the fact that this is Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Ha ha, it's in the public domain. Come check it out. And it does little to nothing with If you're the not IP. gonna have oh bother, then why bother? <laughs> there it is, everyone. There's the sound clip. Yeah, like I don't get it. Like we have the hundred acre wood, which at least that seems like an entity unto itself at like yeah. a little bit. It's a place where people go and they die. It's a trailer park. <laughs> Pooh and Piglet live in a trailer park. Yeah. There's no Which, okay. reason given for that, but sure. So the 100 Acre Wood is a trailer park. Oh, well, uh... Actually, I would love if all the characters of the 100 Acre Wood were, like, wearing white beaters. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great.
Where the fuck have you been? Piglet's hooked on meth. Because <laughs> you left. Mm, okay, I guess we gotta get into the, into okay. the movie at this point. So the movie starts off with an animated sequence that's probably the most effective thing the film does. There's a little mini animated sequence that, like, Christopher Robin hung out with the animals in the Hundred Acre Woods. And then one day, and he brought them food and fed them and was their friends. Yada, yada, yada. So then one day, Christopher Robin grew up and decided he had to go be a doctor. So <laughs> he told all his friends in the Hunter Wake Wood, I have to leave. But you'll be fine on your own. And then they were super not fine on their own because they were fed, fed by humans. Because they were fed by a human, which, I mean, you can make an argument for that being a message, but... Sure. Um, they didn't. They didn't know they how to fend just for died. themselves, so they started to starve. So Pooh then made the decision to they 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 eat Eeyore. <laughs> you guys can eat me, I guess. <laughs> I wasn't doing anything anyway. <laughs> and then they blame Christopher Robin for it and all of humanity. Uh, so they decide, and this is this is important. We'll we'll circle back around to this point. They want nothing to do with humanity. They're abandoning all. They're abandoning their humanity, so they're no longer going to speak. And by the way, they are described as half-human, half-animal yes. abominations. So there's that. That is, I guess. Thing. We cut to five years later. Christopher Robin got one of those fancy five-year doctorates everyone's out there getting, and he's visiting with. He says it's his wife, but his fiance wife. Yeah, like, the, there's a line of, soon you will be marry Christopher Robin, implying that they're going to be married at some point in the future, meaning that fiancé, but has a wedding ring on, so whatever. So, anyway, this movie's very dumb and bad. Yeah. So, I start to realize something is off. I'm here to, to protect you, and I'm here to show you my talking bear friend. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's a giant pot of blood over here, but we're safe. Christopher Christopher takes his fiance wife to the Hundred Acre Wood so he can finally revisit his friends. This is and this is weird. Like this was the first inkling that this movie yeah. did not understand what it was doing or just didn't bother. He's taking her through the woods. They've been walking for two hours, and he's saying things like, You don't think I'm crazy, right? No, I think you had an imaginary friend. You know, that's totally normal. Yeah, but they were real. I, okay, I, I know you had a very no, active real. imagination. No, they're real. You don't think I'm crazy, right? You don't think I'm crazy, right? And it's like, it just, you know, starts, it's just weird. And then they stumble upon like this obviously fabricated wood tunnel to enter into the domain of the Hundred Acre Wood. It's just, it's strange. So they start to realize something's very off and they hide in one of the trailers. Then someone comes in and sleeps and then it's then it's sun, suddenly nightfall. They leave the trailer while the, well, while whoever is in the trailer is sleeping. And surprise, it's adult. It's it's grown up piglet and and Winnie the Pooh. And grown up piglet catches wife fiance and chokes her to death with chains. And his chains are a reoccurring thing for some reason. Well, and and Christopher Robin just kind of watches and yeah. says, "Please stop doing that." It doesn't interfere. He just or says, "Please stop" over all. and over again. Like, "Please stop, Piglet! Piglet, don't stop! Piglet, stop doing that! Stop, Piglet! Piglet, <laughs> don't do that! Piglet, mu Piglet, Mummy, Piglet, fish and chips, Piglet, <laughs> Mummy, 
<laughs> then Mary's dead. And we briefly cut back to the animated section here. This bit happens so fucking fast that we were, like, yeah. for five minutes after this, we were trying to piece together what happened in this, like, flash animate, flash of animated section. Basically, Pooh and Piglet show Christopher Robin the, the skeleton of Eeyore who they ate. And then they then they set a body on fire, and we thought they just killed Christopher Robin at this point. But no, they, they, they burnt the dead body of his wife. Can we talk about the animation real quick? So it depicts the animals of the Hundred Acre Wood as like already weird, creepy, soulless things and then makes them into other horrifying things when, you know, Christopher Robin leaves. It which sure does. is putting a hat on a hat because... The, the the creepy thing would be like these beloved childhood characters that everyone has grown up with, you know, then being morphed into something, being corrupted. That would be terrifying. But they were already like how they yeah. depict them when Christopher Robin finds them as a child is like weird and disgusting. And it's like, OK, well, then who who's surprised that this happened? You know, the thing about that depiction is owl and rabbit who mm-hmm. we never see again. <laughs> ever 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 they're not dead they're not gone it doesn't like all it had to say was and then they and then they ate them (laughs) either that or like the group decided that Pooh and piglet would go out and get food and owl and rabbit would stay even that would have been fine but it's literally just here's four and then you only see two yeah they couldn't they couldn't afford those other two masks they they literally (laughs) and they are are just just fucking halloween masks it's bad. not good. And the not Winnie good. the Pooh mask is always drooling honey. And the piglet mask is not discernibly piglet in any kind of way. No, because it's like an actual boar with like boar tusks. And I get it, like piglet's grown up and corrupted, but it doesn't like. Okay, Winnie Pooh has the Pooh mask and a red plaid shirt and blue coveralls. Okay, I can get that that's Winnie the Pooh. Piglet is just a boar mask with like a leather trench coat or something. That's it could have been something piglet. they fought on a shitty episode How would I of tell? Power Rangers. Yes. Um, it's not good. We go to the other plot. Abysme and I are trying to figure <laughs> out if Christopher Robin is dead or not. Because <laughs> we're, we're asking ourselves, well, what happens? Our, our, our single frame of reference is Christopher Robin. And we think he's dead. He's just gone. There are some girls. One of them is seeing a therapist for trauma about this dude who's stalking her. The movie spends the movie the movie spends okay. And there's a lot. The movie spends a lot of time <laughs> on the whole that girl being stalked thing and does nothing with it. Again, strange choice. The first twenty minutes is Winnie the Pooh related stuff. The next twenty minutes is this woman and her stalker. So where is your focus? Who are we supposed to care about? Are we supposed to forget about Christopher Robin? Is he dead? I don't know. Because, and I asked this during the, during the, the, the viewing, like, are, did someone want to make a movie about a woman dealing with her stalker, but had to use Winnie the Pooh to get it funded? Because that doesn't make any sense. Because the whole movie is predicated on, hey, it's Winnie the Pooh, but horror. So why bother with this subplot? I'm glad that is why now our main is plot. Thing now. <laughs> but yeah, I'll tell you why. Because there there needs to be hot girls to be killed by the slasher. A topless woman just got shoved in a wood chipper. 
We're totally subverting what it means to be Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> and, oh man, yeah, I guess we, now we have to talk it about is. like, this film is lazy. The writing is lazy. The dialogue is lazy. The costumes are lazy. Everything about this is just bare minimum, get something out. But that still does not explain why Winnie the Pooh is the selling point. You could just make a slasher film and chuck it onto whatever streaming service, like a fucking shutter, sure, and just do that. Why bother, oh bother, I with Winnie the Pooh? What I don't know get it. weird feeling I had watching this. We got through the first 10 minutes. Okay. Where we get the animated intro, and then Christopher Robin comes back to visit, and it ends with possibly Christopher Robin getting killed, but not really. I feel like that 10 minutes, Mm -hmm. if they just made that the thing, put it out on YouTube, (laughs) yeah. I've seen sh- I- I've seen shit yeah. like that on YouTube and like yeah you know what that would have been a perfect that would have been a fine little slice and it would have satisfied everything and it wouldn't have gone into the why bother aspects of this film and I did and I didn't say it on recording because I think we said it way too much for for Skinnamarink but I was like yeah you know what that first ten minutes that's that's a horror short on YouTube cool that's fine. But because there's more you could do with that. Like, there really is more you could do with the creatures of the Hundred Acre Wood, like seeking revenge or just like being unable to understand why Christopher Robin has let them. And like, there's just there's an idea there. And this movie did nothing with it. And there was so little like there's like little, little glimpses of Pooh remembering, oh, this is my time with Christopher Robin, which was like, OK, cool. There's something. And it was succeeded by a yeah. wreck the room love scene, or at least half of good, one, which was great. Wreck the room scene. And like, why are we not focusing more on that? It was great. That was probably my favorite part of the movie. We get those it little flashes and spoilers. Christopher Robin isn't dead. Literally, like the only other thing they do that's like kind of something. Yeah is they have they have chris who has christopher robin strung up and they who whips christopher robin with eeyore's tail yeah fine because you tail know what okay always had cool. like the nail at the end of it as he, he had to put on his tail hey yeah. hey movie here's me writing something better he should have nailed the tail into christopher robin yeah 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 humiliate him Turn him into the new Eeyore. Like there, there's there's so many parts yeah. of just like them not going. There's no follow through in this and, movie. And then he concept. showers Christopher Robin in his wife's blood. I think they're trying to imply they eat blood early on. That's what they say at the beginning. It's like they they need to feed on humans to survive. But they and there's some scenes of them eating, drinking blood and honey because haha title. But most of the time, they're just, like, mutilating them. They're not, like, hanging them up and bleeding them dry. We don't see a collection method, really. You get one moment where things kind of interconnect, where he's whipping him with Eeyore's tail. But, like, the rest of the kills, like, no no one would make the connection to Winnie the Pooh. There's a kill in this, there is a kill in this movie where Winnie the fucking Pooh is driving a fucking car and, and just runs over a girl's head. Slowly. Why? Yeah. do with Winnie the Pooh. You have the entirety of the Winnie the Pooh backstory to lean on. And, like, you could do weird, interesting things with Winnie the Pooh 
it's I, it just nothing is done. I'd also like to nominate the new worst chase scene I've ever seen in a film. <laughs> they like slowly one. chasing a woman while it, while they're both in a fucking swimming pool. Oh no, that was also pretty bad. That this movie suffers pretty badly from like because again nothing about this is creepy and they had every opportunity to do so but because none of the characters are creepy and none of the setups are good none of the jump none of the jump stairs jump scares are good there's no tension in the movie so we just don't care about anything happening and there's I'll 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 talk about my scene that I'm referencing first which is just one of the girl's friends the the, the girl who was stalked lost her way she's in front of the hundred acre wood which may or may not be right next to where everyone else is who knows but she just like is in a forest area and then the camera pans and there's winnie in broad daylight just there <laughs> and she sees him and he, he just like breaks into a sprint and that's it there's no build-up that's just all that happens um, and then she dies like very early on a girl gets stuffed into a wood chipper slasher prerequisite yeah. gets her tits out beforehand yeah it was only once I'll circle back to the point I initially made now that I've described a few of the kills. Hey, remember when, like, Winnie the Pooh and mm -hmm. Piglet and ostensibly Rabbit and Owl promised to, like, give up the ways of man? I want everyone, if they watch this, <laughs> yeah. and, like, please don't. But if you do watch this, and <laughs> I want you to keep that promise in mind as you witness... Winnie the Pooh in a fucking car. <laughs> driving a car. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh in this movie. He's driving a car. You get to see Winnie the Pooh in a car. They are so they are so humanized, despite the fact that they have shed their human elements. But the only human element they don't sense. have is that they talk. And I don't know if they just didn't the masks are too shitty to animate the mouths. I mean we do we we do get a lot of that if you've noticed all the really bad CG when they make uh, Pooh smile and stuff like that. It's pretty terrible. But pretty bad. I don't know if they like didn't. I don't know why they fucking did any of the things they. T I don't know, and that's like uh, you know. Um, let's just finish the plot out, and then we can talk uh, about this more generally. It's, a bunch of girls decide to stay in a cabin in the woods because <laughs> one of them is being stalked, and it's going to help. Which, by the way, after the animated intro sequence, there was this long intro credit sequence of nothing but like news reports and news radio broadcasts of, hey, people who go near the woods, the hundred acre woods are all dying. They keep finding mutilated bodies. And so the therapist of the final girl, not even final girl, she dies, spoilers. The therapist says like, hey, maybe go out to a remote area and um, find yourself or some shit. They all do that. One of them gets lost on the way there and goes to... Okay, well, we got to talk about this movie's Larry briefly. <laughs> this movie's Larry. I don't know if he has a uh -huh. name. He is the southern good old boy in England with a New York accent. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else in the movie has a British accent. This dude, it, uh, it just inexplicably, he's is very, very southern well, sounding. Well, he's very southern looking. And we don't know why. Well, thanks for visiting me here in jolly old England. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Sherwood Forest, Yuck. I own one of England's many southern gas stations. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have tea, we have sweet tea. On account of this being a southern gas station here in jolly old England. I understand you folks call it petrol. That's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Where I'm from, England, it's called gasoline. Yeah, there's just like randomly in England, like 
a broken down Mississippi truck stop. It looks like 100% the stop <clears throat> that the the One, group yes. in Tucker and Dale versus Evil stop at. It just it's just it's that setup to a T. And there's no one in it and our and our our main character post Christopher Robin is wandering through it and I don't even know how to fucking explain this. gets lost on the way to the place and gets stuffed into a fucking wood chipper. They all arrive at the cabin. They all decide to, like, collect all their cell phones. Literally the only thing in this movie I think I gave points to. Because, like, that's, like, Mm -hmm. becoming a thing. Like, oh, everyone, like, you know, this this weekend is about hanging out. No one have your phones. Never, don't, don't actually do that. No one ever actually do that. No. And you know what? That is an interesting development in a lot of horror films, especially ones of a smaller budget is everyone turn your phones off. Yeah, we want to escape. Not. And yeah, no, we all should probably do that. But no one does it. You, you're ordering your food. You're coordinating with people, all sorts of stuff. No one is doing that. We're all still on our phones. I'm sorry to say this drink is really good. I may need another to the talk about this, this fucking kind of rush through. Oh, sure. OK, then we get the Instagram girl. In the hot tub, taking pictures of herself. There we, is we so many cutting out the runtime like the movie scenes just in this film. To have this happen, and this is one of them. This this girl takes pictures of herself for a very long time, and I immediately called what was going to happen that she's taking selfie selfies, and then was going to notice that in the background of one of the photos mm-hmm. is going to be them. And hey, that happened. So she briefly looks around and she's like, "Fuck you! I'm yep. gonna party because this is my vacation." Then she gets ethered. Relatable. And yeah, no, she gets chloroformed (laughs) and then dragged out of the hot tub. And then they run over her head with a car. And you know what? That was part of the trailer. Actually, I remember now was Pooh in a car backlit. And when I originally saw that, my thoughts were, okay, this kind of has like a synth wave feel to it. Is it going to (laughs) be Winnie the Pooh on like a car murder rampage? That's another alternate version, which would have been really fun. Just, 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 yeah, just that. Like, it's absurd, but that would have been better than this. And I really like, oh, God, like just all the missed opportunities, all the baffling, baffling choices. And uh, anyway, what the fuck else happens? I don't know. A bunch of people die. Christopher Robin's alive. Oh, no. Before that, the our, our, our movie's Larry. Gets him and the other good old boys together to like beat the shit out of Pooh. And they don't because he's immortal or something. I don't know. And they all die. And then Christopher Robin shows up and pins Pooh between a car and another car. And But then Pooh's alive and he kills our final girl, who's not a final girl. Spoilers. And uh, Christopher pa- Robin, I guess, runs or something. And then the movie fucking ends. You passed over something, but I'm not. I'm going to save it because it might be amidst all, amidst all of this garbage, my spider room moment. Spider room. Okay, I already know mine. Um, which isn't so. Yeah, is that's really the gist. Particularly of it. good, but true. It also has an and also has an oh, it's over ending. The ending yeah. is Winnie the Pooh kills our what was initially going to be our final girl, the one who was being stalked, and then Christopher Robin just leaves. He just leaves. He just leaves. Oh, Pooh says something for the first yeah. time in the film. That's yeah. There's no. Uh, you left is what he said. Oh, right. Christopher Robin is pleading dearly, like, please stop. Why are you doing this? Which he said a billion times and doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah. But then like, Pooh like, says, we you got, left. We got and it. Which we, yeah, we know. We weren't confused about why like, any We know that's his motivation. You laid it out pretty bare bones in the opening of the fucking movie. So that's 
the lazy, cynical movie we watched. Yeah. It, it, it really does reek of cynicism, doesn't it? Like, again, what's the point? Is it just to get your work out there? Because this is not this director's first film. He made something called Croc, the Area 51 incident, and some other things. This is not his first rodeo. So it's not, I got to make my mark or I just got to like get something out there so people I mean, will take me, that's, people will that's, give me a bigger budget okay. and I can make the film I want to. Here's like, the this thing is number five. about with this movie. The budget for this movie was less than $100,000. It made $5.2 million. Mm-hmm. They have already they have already announced a sequel. Jesus Christ! That, <sighs> I'm sorry, we're probably going to have to watch. No God! And he's also announced. Yeah, probably. Bambi the Reckoning. That oh God damn it! He, this is that's a good idea. He also Winnie the Pooh, announced Blood and Honey is a good idea. Is, a good idea. is he actually going to uh, do anything Peter with Pan's it though? Neverland Nightmare. Yes. No. Absolutely. Peter Pan is a fuck. Like if you just like. If you have no concept of what Peter Pan, like via Disney, is, just reading out that concept is creepy as shit. It's weird. Like this random dude from another world or whatever just like shows up in children's bedrooms. That's a weird thing. That makes sense to me as a horror movie. But I will say, like, if this um, is what the quality is going to be, the, the sequel that's a shame. is expected to have a budget five times larger than the previous installment. Sure. I mean, okay. Okay. Sir, do sir, do please something. put owl and rabbit in. Please have them say things. Do something with this, because it really is a decent idea. I, There's something to, to something. do there. Man, okay, here we go. The banana splits movie is like leagues better okay. than this Lay film. <laughs> <laughs> really though, like, was it? Because I, I can't chalk this up to. We didn't have enough time. We didn't have enough money. No, dude, like you spent so much time and money on things that should not matter in this film. This should be about Christopher Robin and him interacting with these horrendous creatures that were once his imaginary friends. That's your movie. Like that will hit people who all grew up in Winnie the Pooh right in the nostalgia feels. Why was that not the objective? I'm so confused. On February 16th, 2023, Frank Waterfield explained in an interview with Yahoo Entertainment that the first draft of the film was meant to be more close to the original source material. However, the Walt Disney Company still retained the exclusive rights to the depictions of these characters from their own franchise. Waterfield had to scrap the original script and rewrote it to avoid any legal trouble. Just why bother then? Yeah. And I, okay, okay. And Disney is incredibly litigious. This is no secret. But the ah. books, the original books are public domain. There's probably plenty to work with there. So yeah, Disney could have like filed something frivolous. What could they actually do if you were staying true to the books? I really don't know. What, what, like, I, I would love to know what had to be this, cut. Yeah. Cause you could have done a, a rewrite. I, I, I just, I don't know. And you know what? If he's caving under that pressure, then what's to say he's not going to cave when Peter Pan? Maybe, maybe, maybe Disney goes uh -uh, and shakes their giant mouse finger. I don't know, but how's it going to be any different? The other project second section of the Wikipedia. I'm going to read. I'm going to. Mike Waterfield also expressed interest in making films about Thor, the Norse god of thunder, as well as copyrighted franchises such as Teletubbies and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. (laughs) Oh no. What are you? How are you going to do that? I mean, you can do a parody of Teletubbies. 
You could just do the satire parody route. I'd say about 50% of this film functions as a so bad it's good film. I am not going to recommend it, though. It's there's not if there's not enough. There. Yeah, if it was like a solid block of good that, stuff that 50% where we were enjoying really ourselves, generous. maybe. But it's so sparsely spread out. Yeah, like there's just it's not consistent enough for me to be like, yeah, it's a good time. And then just ignore the last half or whatever. No, it's just like so many decisions. It's just so fucking sporadic. I, I can't recommend this as, yeah, it's a good time to view. Yeah. It starts out strong enough, but that so does not last long enough. So what's your Spider-Room moment? My Spider-Room moment <laughs> is a tie between Winnie the Pooh shedding a single tear of honey after destroying a room out of anger and just him in broad daylight All right. breaking into uh, a sprint to chase down Tina. I've got, I've got I think two that's as well. It. One is the fact that there is a scene where everyone is panicking that everyone's panicking that there's a killer and everyone's freaking the fuck out and then suddenly uh, our oh, yeah. main character remembers that they have a fucking hand cannon <laughs> something not even like a gun like a fucking, fucking like uh, modded 357 Johnny dangerously 88 magnum it shoots through schools <laughs> it's jesus christ yeah. it was the most um, the biggest gun which like, my other dies my other spider room moment and i think this is unprecedented is is the subtitles oh yeah um, good point i don't um, remember whomever, shame on was you. it something that they thought it was saying the the, the lyrics it, it was of like the the it was score saying, of the film were saying sanguis, sanguis. Which is latin for blood but the subtitles of the movie kept saying that they were saying something over and over again like the word something yeah whatever whatever else they were saying in latin and then the subtitle after that was that smell, that smell? which but i don't know why but like the creepy, the maybe creepy Latin score of the film. Me neither. The, the subtitles want us to think they're saying something, 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 something. That smell, that smell. <laughs> something, something. <laughs> there are parts where it's the word something five times in a row. I I don't know what the audience is supposed to take yeah. away from that. It just sounds like you got lazy and went something, something, something. So. A lot, lot of spider room moments for this one. Ooh. I'm gonna make a cocktail now. Yeah, I actually. Well, that's uh, gonna be um, the easy part. Blood and honey. I had an idea so, there. Mead. Like, and there is a blood orange mead. So we need to make the the slightly worse version of that. So if you just took white wine and mixed the, the, honey the laziest into it, we and can. like some and some blood orange juice, like. That is grenadine. Or if you're really looking <laughs> to disappoint your white, audience, um, white grenadine. boxed wine mix, yeah, mix like not raw honey, just <laughs> like dollar store honey into it, and not even mm -hmm. grenadine. If you ever go to the gas station and they have like that one button that's like add cherry flavor to your soda, just like press, just like hold down on that button for a little bit, <laughs> and there, there you go. Yeah, the Y bottle. Yeah. We're going to call it the why bother. Yeah, it's, yeah, I probably shouldn't have even bothered. And if anyone says this tastes like ass, you can be like, well, why bother? Yeah, that's, that was a real easy one. Boom. Um, done. Easiest drink we've ever don't done. Don't watch this. If this ever, like, okay, if this pops up on Shutter don't. or something eventually. Do not give this money, this movie money. Or, like, seriously. For free. Sure, whatever. Knock yourself the fuck out. I mean, and not even like, you know, you got some friends watching. No, don't do this. This isn't a fun Ed, time. It's just baffling. Watch fucking uh, episode one. Yeah. Honey Pit of Horror. <laughs> do that. <Yeah. laughs>
Watch Fear and Loathing. We we called that out. This the, movie the is recording. bad and dumb. Bye. Bye. <laughs> the Jameson Tapes is hosted and created by Alan Chaney and Abysme. If you have a movie suggestion for the podcast, please leave a comment, message us on the Creative Horror Discord, or tweet at Creative Horror with the hashtag Jameson Tapes. Creative Horror is a network of creators working together to build a constructive community of horror fans. Please visit us at creativehorror.com. <laughs>